49ers fans. It's 49ers fangirl Tracy here with Stephanie, as always. Hi, Steph. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's been an interesting week, to say the least. It sure has. Obviously, yesterday we saw, um, and this is being recorded on Monday, so for us right now it's yesterday, uh, we saw a number of anthem protests and signs of unity throughout the league, which really was incredible to see, I have to say, um, in response to the comments that uh, the president made on Friday night, which were despicable, so I'm just not even going to repeat them, um, but they were despicable and disgusting, and the NFL really stood up, as you will, um, took a knee more, but they showed a lot of signs uh, of unity, and it was it was pretty amazing to see, and of course, this was all started uh, by Colin Kaepernick last season, and I don't think anyone can dispute that he has started a movement and a national conversation on something that no one wanted to talk about, and he's brought it to the forefront, and it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, amazing. I mean, he's pretty amazing. Um, you know, we all know that he basically forfeited his job to you know, stand up for something he believed in, and you know, I didn't. I don't think I realized how big it was at the time, mm-hmm. as I do now. You know, in retrospect, you know, you can really, you know, you really can see things. You know, twenty twenty, and you see what was going on, and now people are starting to talk about things that personally I hadn't talked about. I mean, sure, I had seen the video clips and this come out across my social media or that come across my social media. And I thought, how terrible, but I've never, ever thought, Oh, I should be involved or I should, you know, voice my support, you know, or anything like that until Colin Kaepernick. So I thank him for that because he, he awoke something in me personally to do something more, not just, go on with my timeline or go on with my life. This is a problem and it's sad and it really shows where we are as a country. And I think um, that's why I wrote the piece I wrote, you know, for Fangirl Sports Network because we all see it and we all have our own vantage point. But I think his vantage point needs to be noted and uh, people need to see the bigger picture. A hundred percent. And here we are in 2017 and you still, we still have people in this country being treated completely unfairly and cruelly because of their race, because of their gender, because of their religion. And I think a lot of people wanted to brush that away and believe that it wasn't the case anymore. And it is so, so strongly the case. And I really do thank Colin Kaepernick for bringing that to the forefront. I mean, it really is incredible what what he's done. And I thought yesterday was an incredible day, an emotional day. Um, yeah. One of the most powerful things I saw as I watched the beginning of the Tennessee Titans-Seattle Seahawks game, and neither team was out there for the national anthem, which just in itself was an incredible image to see. But then as soon as the anthem was done, both locker room doors swung open and the players all came out linking arms and it just was incredible. I mean, I, I started crying. Um, it was really an incredible thing. So I might start crying right now. Uh, so it was really, it was an amazing thing to see. And it was amazing thing to see all around the league yesterday. Um, and I hope, I hope that it 
continues to fuel conversation and change that it wasn't just one day uh, but that this continues to fuel like real conversation and change because it's incredible to protest it's incredible to take that stand you know one thing that Kaepernick has done has he's taken that and brought it into the community and he's working tirelessly in the community he gives his money he gives his time he gives his resources and more of us need to do that, give the resources that we have, whether that be time, whether it be financial, whatever it is that we all can bring to the table. Um, and I hope more players do that as well. So it was a very incredible day. And for anybody who missed it, Steph wrote a fantastic article uh, for Fangirl Sports Network called Why I Can't Stop Talking About Colin Kaepernick. And it is, it's really a fabulous piece. So I encourage everyone to take a look at it and read it. Oh, yeah, I, I poured a lot. One night I just just kind of poured my heart out, and that's what kind of came up of it. And I, I'm glad that I had a venue to, to put that on. I mean, I think women in general are minorities, and I thought it was just a better venue because I, I had choices, and I wanted to go with that because I thought it was a better, you know, platform. To come from and um you know we've been outsiders for a long time in sports so i get it you know i'm i'm it, things are clicking with me you know I'm, I'm starting to really understand the bigger picture here and it's just something i've always accepted that you know men will never you know <laughs> quite take you so seriously or really think oh maybe you don't know what you're talking about or be totally shocked when you say something knowledgeable about sports i mean I get it, you know, that's just, but I sort of had accepted that and laughed it off, but it's not all right. It's not okay, and I think it really shows um, where we are in this country. I even had um, a personal story. Someone about a year ago asked me what I did, and I told her about Fangirl Sports Network, etc., and a woman said to me, and this was a year ago in the year 2016, <laughs> and she meant it very seriously, and she said, so you're telling me there are women who will watch sports even without a man? And she didn't even, she just couldn't believe it. It was incredulous to her. Um, and I, I found it so offensive even though I knew she wasn't trying to be offensive. She literally was flabbergasted by the information. Yeah. yeah, she just, it just, she couldn't believe it. Um, so I think that is something, you know, I, I, that's something that you talk about a lot in the article. And so I would encourage everyone to take a look. Um, so now we, we move on to week four and it will be interesting to see if this continues, if the protest continues and the kind of the momentum and what becomes of all of this, um, and then the other thing that was so interesting yesterday, especially because um, the president had made comments about how the NFL's ratings were so bad and the games were bad. And yesterday happened to be one of the most exciting day of games in a long time. Like morning to night, some, there were some very, I guess the night game wasn't that exciting, but there were some very exciting football <laughs> games throughout the day. And it just was kind of ironic how... Well, it was definitely the NFL's best day of the season from a entertainment sports standpoint as well. Yeah, and you have to like give Thursday night football it's you know it's it stripes because like even against the Rams and 
you know, two terrible teams. I mean, man, they were fighting it out to the last minute, and 49ers did not give up, and I thought it was a great game. It was interesting, and, and I think it was uh, – I think that's something uh, real sports fans get is that players are going to give it their all. There's no such thing as, uh, oh, I'm just going to, you know – tank the season because we don't we're not going to win the Super Bowl that's not how athletes brains work they continue to fight they continue to go and I think kind of picked a bad um avenue or a bad you know career you know (laughs) to go after because not for other reasons I mean there's bad in the NFL I mean don't get me wrong here but they're not they're not people to just take those words lightly oh no absolutely not um absolutely not and um i think well speaking of that thursday night football game let's uh let's get into the thick of it um the 49ers had a game um i was almost though i have to say i was a little sad yesterday that they weren't playing on sunday because with everything that was going on i was like oh it would have been so awesome if the niners were playing today to see what they would have done as a team. And they can still do it this coming Sunday, but, you know, with Eric Reed being such a leader in the locker room and a leader on this movement, I think that would have been amazing to see. But, again, as I said earlier, hopefully this is something that will continue. Uh, but that for Thursday night football game was quite the exciting nail-biter between the 49ers <laughs> and the Rams. Who would have thought it? Um, and it was great. And the 49ers did not give up. And I thought a lot during the game about things that we've talked about before on the pod and how, um, you know, that the kids and that these young kids, they're excited and they work hard and there's a lot of raw talent there and they did not give up. And it turned, I mean, it really was a very exciting football game. And I think there were a lot of things in that game that should make 49ers fans excited because 0-3, it really kind of doesn't matter at this point, but they showed some fight. We saw we saw a lot of good. We really did. There was a lot of good in that game, and it, it shows that there's a real future with this team. Um, obviously, of course, they want to win, and they always say there are no moral victories in the NFL, but I thought I thought it spoke well of the team as a whole um, and where they're going forward. And going forward, they're going to Arizona on Sunday to play the Cardinals uh, for their third straight divisional game. So, you know, we'll see. At this point, I don't know when they're going to win and who they're going to beat. But um, we saw a lot better offense, a lot more clicking, a lot better Brian Hoyer. Even even with that interception to start the game, uh, he really settled down, and I think we saw a much better Hoyer. The defense seemed exhausted, but, you know, in fairness, the defense, they'd played almost 80 plays four days earlier, and you just can't recover that quickly. And we knew that going in. I mean, we knew that that was going to be a rough, showing but they still fought it out and I'm proud of that you know they did they did a good job and the defense is is you know remarkable in a sense that they can even keep in these games for so long and they're all newbies so it it shows a lot about their heart and just imagine what happens when Reuben Foster's back right when Eric Reed is back um unfortunately they've lost Tank Carradine uh-huh. to a high ankle sprain. So that is certainly going to be a big loss for this defense. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think um, 
I think you're right. They did show a lot of heart, and there is a lot of talent there. I think it. I think it's clear at the moment. DeForest Buckner is probably the most talented person on the field in a 49ers uniform at the moment, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and he is having a fabulous season. And I mean, he's going to really be. I think he's just going to be a superstar, which is incredible. As I think the same with Ruben Foster. We just got to get him out there and healthy. Um, so that'll be great. So yeah. So it was interesting game. So next up is the Cardinals, who've had some struggles. Excuse me, have had some struggles of their own. Um, they're without. They're going to be without David Johnson, um, which will give the 49er run defense a break. Um, but at this point, I'm. I have to say, I'm even. And I don't mean it from a tanking the season perspective. I'm less concerned with wins and losses, and we've talked about this a lot. Improvement, and I see improvement. I see improvement week after week. So, you know. They were better week two in Seattle than they were week one against Carolina. They were better, in a lot of ways, better on Thursday than they were the first two weeks. So that's kind of all we can ask for at this point, I think. Yeah, and we can't really get too, like, fixated on who we're going to draft next year. I mean, I received about, like, I don't even know, like 53,000 tweets about Cousins. Because I think Cousins played well, you know, and I was – it was just interesting to see how people are already, like, going into the next season. And I'm curious about this football team, this football team right now, the 49ers, what are they doing to improve right now? And I do see it. Like, I do see, you know, I'm not, like, blown away, you know, by everything that they do. But I, I think that there's glimpses of excellence. And I think it has a lot to do with coaching. I think it has a lot to do with the, the players that were chosen to be on the team and who are remaining in the team and the next man up, all those things. So it's exciting, you know, to see that this is a real true rebuilding process. So I'm, I'm, although we totally thought they were getting Yes. For those of you that, that listen to the pod before the season, Steph and I, we tend to be maybe overly optimistic and we were like, you know, they'll maybe be win five or six games. And then by the end of the podcast, we had them finishing the first four games at three and one. And we may have been a little bit overzealous, but what can you do? We're fans. We're so. fans. And we're a little delusional at times because we, we, we talked ourselves into it because we didn't think that in the beginning. And we talked, we literally talked ourselves into it. But that's what fans do. I mean, we have to believe and we have to, you know, be faithful to our team. And we felt like if, if they could win against, you know, Carolina, then, then it was that was always that was our big thing. If they could win against Carolina, you know what I feel like it's so. I feel like in Seattle, I mean, had had Brian Hoyer played a smidge better in Seattle, they would have won that game. So they they it was certainly not close against the Panthers, but that it was close against the Rams. It was close against the Seahawks. Um, for. So I'm sorry. It's all you can ask for. It's all you can ask for. Um, and a couple things go this way instead of that way. The 49ers actually do win both those games. So and then they have momentum to go three and one. <laughs> exactly, and then they have the momentum. Now they might end the four games at one and three, and I'll you know what I'll consider that that great too. I'll be totally fine with that um, because we're seeing progress. And you know what? Actually, they are. They're kind of fun to watch again. Yes. I, I agree, and I think it's there's 
something to look for in each player, and every every fan is now scouting the player and seeing how they click and how they work. And they also have to find their own. I mean, they have to find a way to work together in the in that you know the new dynamic. They're coming out of most of these kids are just like you said, kids, but they're coming out of a totally different environment. They need to find their way with their new team. And, you know, there's a learning curve there, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. And let's talk about, if we can, which which we can because it's our podcast, um, <laughs> let's, let's, so we can talk about whatever we want. Um, we can talk about the weather. Uh, let's talk about Pierre Garçon because, well, hello, Pierre Garçon. Welcome to San Francisco or Santa Clara or wherever. Um, that was, what a night he had. Like, what an incredible, and some of those catches were like, Absolutely incredible. And I give a lot of credit to Marquise Goodwin, who also really stepped up his game on Thursday. But Garcon just had a monster evening. Um, so just imagine if Hoyer if Hoyer stays consistently more like the Hoyer he was the other night, I mean, Garcon could have a, a crazy monster season, and that's fun to watch. It's fun to watch those go, balls go downfield and have and those amazing catches, and then that makes them – Fun. So I'm um, I'm excited about this team. I actually am excited about this team, and I'm I'm really not so concerned with the record. And I I do still strongly believe this team could go three and thirteen, and they'll still be a vastly improved team than they were last season. Right. And I mean, wins are. I mean, we've seen wins that were not deserved. I mean, if you watch the NFL, I mean, I always I always point to that. Remember the Seahawks and the um, the Seahawks. Green Bay game. <laughs> yes. That NFC, a hundred of the NFC championship game, right? Everything. And I'm like, and it was such a travesty, you know what I mean? But it changed everything. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like they really got the win out of this. So I think because frankly, Green Bay played better. So, oh, yeah. and, and we've seen those games, even with the 49ers, I think about, you know, a lot of games where they were really determined by a call or two. And I'm not one to point to calls because I think you have to put yourself in a position where you don't give refs the right to decide the game. I totally agree. So I'm not like that kind of a fan where I'm going to like scream at the refs all the time. But it literally could have gone either way. And I always think about the Saints and the 49ers and if they had gotten the right call there, they would have been hosting Seattle, you know, and that was their year. I mean, in my in my mind, I still think they were the better team. And those things wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have lost them. And, you know, all those things, like, don't happen. But, you have, you know, but they do. This is football. This is the way things go. And you accept it and you move forward. And I, I think for now, what the 49ers are doing is accepting it. And they're moving forward with what they have, what they have right now, and I like it. Yep, I totally agree. I absolutely agree. I was just thinking when you were talking about that, about um, the game in Chicago a couple years ago where Robbie Gould, our current kicker, basically <laughs> gave us that win, which the 49ers did not deserve that win at all. Oh. And the other night, that extra point loomed large because yeah. had he made the extra point, they wouldn't have had to go for two, you know, the whole thing. But um, I think that's just kind of funny how, how that kind of is, has worked out when you were talking about that. But I think there is a lot to be excited about. Um, 
you know, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how it goes in Arizona. The Cardinals offense has been struggling somewhat. And the 49ers defense will be coming off 10 days rest, which is going to be a huge, huge help. Um, so I think they, and then, and the Cardinals play the Monday night game. So they'll have a little bit shorter week. So it'll be interesting to see if that comes into play at all. And I'm hoping the 49ers offense is kind of clicking. Um, of course, uh, Taron Matthew has given the 49ers trouble a lot over the years, but, um, this is a new group on the field. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that all plays out. But I have a lot of confidence now in Hoyer. I think it was important. He had a good game like that under his belt. Um, he obviously has a great chemistry. We've been talking about it the first few weeks with Pierre Garcon. Marquise Goodwin's catching the football, which is great because, as I said last week, doesn't matter how fast you are. If you get to the end zone without the football, they don't give you a touchdown. Um, they're going to need to continue to work to establish the run game. Um, but we're seeing, you know, some improvement on the offensive line. They got to get better. I mean, Brian Hoyer cannot be getting sacked three or four times every week. It's not like, and it's not like when they sack you, they're like, Hey man, we're going to make this real gentle on you and just help you back. I mean, you know, that really hurts. So there's only so much a person can take. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, uh, he's definitely showed, I mean, he shows grit yes. and he gets yes. up and I, you know, and I'm not here to defend Hoyer or anything like that, but I think what he does is he is playing the best game he can possibly play, and that's all I can ask for. Um, I, you know, I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of this team for the first time in a long time. I agree 100%. And you know what else I'm proud of with the team, with the organization, is there's a real there's a realism that I think yeah. has maybe been lacking the last few years. Um, even starting with Harbaugh's last year, to be honest, there's there's realistic expectations and understanding of who this team is, what they're dealing with, what they're capable of, and there's a vision for the future. And that is fun to watch. So on to Arizona, and I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to win just because they got to win sometime. <laughs> and I think this week might be the best chance because the next week they go to Indianapolis where it looks like Andrew Luck will be better. Then they go to Washington, which is going to be rough. Then they play Dallas at home, and then they go to Philly. So this week, Steph, this is the week. Okay, this is our week. This is our week. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I've, in fact, been wrong, I think, three times thus far this season. But but I am going to go with it and say that this is the week. I can feel it to start October with a win. That's what I got for you. All right, I'll go with you. I, you know, I've been reluctant. Which is <laughs> totally fair. I yeah. can't blame you for a second. I mean, even last week when you guys were all getting hyped up, and you were like, win, 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 they're going to win. And I'm like, I don't know. So I was like, they're going to score. And they did. They did score. They scored a lot of points. That was a big positive. Um, but anyway, I mean, I'll, I'll go with you. I, I think this is a very good shot at winning. You know what? It's as good a chance as any. That's On any given Sunday, that's why they play the game. They'll take all the cliches, the metaphors, and throw them in. Okay. Oh, and can I do one thing? No. Of course you can. I just want to do one thing. Um, I just want to give one big, giant shout-out to Jed York for his response. To the, I know I forgot this in the beginning, but I really felt 
100% behind him and what he stood for. And I think what San Francisco has done, you know, in general, I mean, they've been, they've been amazing leaders in the NFL on so many levels. And for Jed York to come out first and to do it so point blank. Such a strong uh, statement. He really did. I, I appreciated it. And I, I got behind him as a fan again in so many ways. And that, and I, he, he was getting there for me because I do think he's recognized his mistakes. And we've talked about it. We've had, you know, the 49ers execs on the podcast and we appreciate what he's doing now. And, but more than that, I think he really spoke for his players and, and, and just morality in general. And I thought it was just fantastic. And so I am, and I've been very critical of Jed York, very critical. Um, but and those criticisms are still there, but I think he's taken in the criticism and he knows what this fan base stands for and what this fan base really you know, deserves, you know, compared, mm-hmm. you know, Compared to so, I mean, this fan base has, you know, gone through thick and thin. And I think he, he understands it. And I'm just really proud of him and proud of, proud of the franchise in general. I'm very proud. I agree with that. And I felt his statement was one of the strongest, if not the strongest word, ones. And there was no mincing words and there was no doubt which side of the issue he came in on. And so, and he was one of the first. And I think that was fantastic. So, uh, agree. Big kudos to Jed York. Well, so I think that's probably what we have for this week on the Talking Touchdowns podcast. And, guys, great news. We actually can talk touchdowns. They scored a bunch of touchdowns the other night. So that was, we could keep the name intact, which is very exciting. Um, And so, yes. (laughs) What did you say? The first time in a while. Yeah, I I think it's actually the first time since... We've been talking field goals. It's the, we started this podcast in the Jim Tom Sula era, so it is probably the first time ever that we um, have really been able to talk touchdowns. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see them play. I'm excited to see how the NFL continues to respond over this next week, uh, what next week brings, and I, I hope that the the unity um, and the the I guess the unity and the protests, and I, I almost. Um, don't want to use the pro- word protest, but I think it's the best word. But I, I want to see how it continues, and I hope it does continue and continues to really fuel a national conversation and change. And, again, would like to second your emotion on Jed York because he really he really did good. Not well, so. sports, too. They, they invoke passion. They invoke all the things that we're passionate about. I mean, we root for laundry, basically, because they're from our city, or wherever, why you pick it. But we literally do that. But that's how passionate sports fans are. And I think it, like, any other time in history, I think sports are really going to make a change here, for the good. I do, too. I agree 100%. All right, everybody. Well, we will talk to you next week on another edition of the Talking Touchdowns podcast. And we'll see if we're right, if there's a win under our belt. Um, and see, see how that goes. And we'll sign off, as always, with Go Niners. Definitely. Go Niners. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>